A day without a nap is like a cupcake without frosting. Terry Gillamay. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and this is the Silver Linings Playcast. As far as I know, it is the only podcast solely devoted to the movie Silver Linings Playbook and the book The Silver Linings Playbook by Matthew Quick. It is our 27th episode and it is december 31st new year's eve today um am i right on that i think so i don't know uh this is going to be a very special episode kind of short maybe because i'm super sleepy i've been living sort of a normal life for the last couple days or weeks or i'm not sure i am you know, generally going to sleep when it is dark outside and waking up when the sun is up. Uh, maybe not that specifically, but it is the most normal schedule I've been on in a while. So that means that when we normally record this episode, episodes of the Silver Lining Playcast, which is usually late, late on Wednesdays, early on Thursday mornings, so we get out by Thursday morning, uh, I am winding up a little sleepy and one of the things that i used to love silver linings playbook the movie for was that i thought it was a good fall asleep movie now it is a movie that will pop on to netflix or amazon prime or something streaming and then sometimes it'll it'll be off i don't know how they work their licensing agreements but you know that movies will will sort of sometimes be on netflix and none as of right now, currently it is available on Netflix and I used to, I used to have it as a background movie. I think it's a great background movie. So, so there's two kinds of movies slash TV shows that I think are very popular or that, that are sort of unofficial genres that people are looking for recommendations. And I'm not talking about great things that you like to watch because you actually want to know what is going on in them. I am talking about background movies which are things you just you, you want to have playing in the background to hear noise voices when when you don't want to feel like you're in a room by yourself or if you want to just sort of have that distraction while you're doing other things background movies or fall asleep movies which is similar to background movies but it's not it, you know background movie is is like if i'm writing or something i might want something playing in the background that I'm not going to pay attention to, but I might zone in to it occasionally. Fall asleep movies are exactly what you're thinking. It is something you play as you drift off to sleep. So it's something you're not really going to mind if you sort of lose track of where you are in it. You've So you've often seen it before. Some of the criteria that I think make a good fall asleep movie are that it has a really consistent volume over the course of the whole movie too. Also good, good music. That is, uh, it, now it doesn't have to be low energy, but it has to be sort of smooth. It has to be very harmonic and just not have, have a lot of jarring sounds. That's the thing. If you're trying to fall asleep over these movies, you don't want to be 
jostled awake back into alertness all of a sudden by just a really loud moment or in something that's just like too fast paced. Um, the different songs that play during these movies, especially like silver linings playbook, the, the silver linings song itself, the theme song actually is great fall asleep music. It's very soothing on its own. And then you actually have, um, the, the song, uh, my Sherry Amore by Stevie wonder, which is another sort of smooth, anything that is like a R and B or jazzy soundtrack. Um, or even most, most modern TV shows have sort of poppy melodic, uh, soothing rhythm paced music. that is great to fall asleep to. Now I used to think of silver linings playbook as a great fall asleep movie when it's actually, I have to take that back. It's one of those where you have to make it to a certain point in the movie. There is a lot of yelling that I always forget about because I think about it as such a sort of mellow, low-key movie about discussions, and it really does calm down about halfway through. But if you do not fall asleep in the um, second half of the movie, if you're watching the first half of the movie, there's a couple scenes where uh, you're watching it and everything is going normal. And then there will be conflict that, that has yelling and arguing out of nowhere, uh, especially like when Pat first goes back to live with his parents. Um, you know, one like he's just reading the, the Hemingway novel, uh, Farewell to Arms, and then all of a sudden he starts looking for her. He gets, he actually, that's where he gets upset about the fact it doesn't have a happy ending. And then he goes into his parents' bedroom and starts talking to them. And they start talking. There's another time where he starts looking for his old wedding tape. And that turns into a shouting match. And even uh, the neighbors get disturbed and the cops get called. Y'all know. Y'all know about this movie. If if you're listening to the 27th episode of this, or even if it's your first or time, you've... Come on, we know. We know. Nobody would listen to the Silver Linings Playcast in not have seen silver linings playbook not this episode maybe the first one accidentally if anybody find this podcast by accident but so so i think it ends up actually being a great background movie but it's not an ideal fall asleep movie unless you want to put the whole volume on low and watch it now one of the things that can affect whether this uh, you know something is a good background movie versus a fall asleep movie and i think they can actually change too. You can, so background movie is sort of like the, the first level. I think, um, you, you're probably a little less familiar. You, you do kind of want to watch it. There's things that sort of become unintentional background movies or TV shows. There's a lot of TV shows where I will put the TV show running in the background and I do mean to watch it. I just sort of don't they're they're not engaging enough or something or maybe i'm just too distracted and then i'll realize after several episodes in i'm like oh i wasn't really paying attention to it but it was nice in the background um i'll and if if it ends up being a way better show or movie than i thought it was then i'll 
you know, you probably stop it, go back and actually watch it paying full attention to it. And it's not a background movie, but once you're familiar with something or you've seen it a lot, it's a favorite movie. It can graduate to the level of a background movie. Like the first time I watched silver linings playbook there, I've actually, I watched it probably pretty closely the first number of times I, I watched it, but I've watched it so many times at this point where, you know, I look up, I see what's going on. I, I know what's going on. I know the scene instantly. It doesn't matter where in the movie we are because I understand the plot and I know what is going on. So I can have that little enjoyment of sort of engaging with it and then disengaging with it continually without having to actively sit and watch it the whole time. It's become that point with me. Now I can fall asleep to it too, because I've seen it so much. I'm, I'm not so curious. I need to know what happens. I can sort of zone out and eventually fall asleep during any point of it. And I will totally enjoy it up until that point that I fall asleep. But there are movies that, uh, ultimately, I think, and, and it's really becoming more TV shows too. I think as is the 2020s go on, uh, the last number of years too, TV has become far more popular than movies have. And so more people are finding TV shows that are the sort of fall asleep media as opposed to movies, the way movies used to be. We also used to, to, you know, have to play DVDs. So it's like, you got to fall asleep in the 90 minutes to two hours that is going on. But people are having increasing amount of, uh, sleeping problems. I know I do too. I've been very fortunate that I've been able to fall asleep pretty deliberately, um, for the last couple, couple days, at least maybe weeks. But I definitely think that, uh, you know, or over the last 10 years when I've, I've had really bad sleeping problems most of the time, it, you know, I settle down and I think I'm going to go to sleep, but I'll get through a whole movie and then be like, okay, now either you got to restart the movie or watch a whole nother movie. So that's why TV shows have become a lot more popular to fall asleep to. I think that you can just set them and know they will go on for hours or even you'll, you know, just all night. Uh, one of the, the problems though, if you pick a short show and you're using Netflix is everybody knows that Netflix will pause and ask you if you're even watching this still in about two and a half episodes. So you, you don't want to pick a half an hour show. If you're going to take a while to fall asleep, you can sort of pick strategically. Now, a great example of, of a movie and actually had done a silly online video. I was going to start a whole series where I was sort of judging movies, ranking movies based on their fall asleep ability to oceans 11, the remake, the, the modern oceans 11, not the original Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Rat Pack one. Um, that one is probably a good fall asleep movie too. I, I saw it so long ago. I don't remember, uh, specifically cause I wasn't watching it for those reasons, but the, the, the new oceans 11 film is a great fall asleep movie too. Now, if you've never seen it before, it's probably not a great fall asleep movie too. It's one you have to go through the different phases because it is a really good movie too, but it is also pretty engaging. Like you are not going to know what happens, but it is interesting enough that it, it because it is such a well, well paced movie that if you're watching it for the first time, most likely 
if you like heist films at all, or just the, the um, stylisticness of it, or any of the actors, or or the ambiance, or like, you know, uh, just Las Vegas type movies, you will probably be so engaged that you can't fall asleep the first time, because when you're watching something that interests you, it will sort of activate those parts of your brain that keep you alert so that you can watch it and stay engaged. However, uh, because it's one, it was one of my favorites when it came out too, I've watched it plenty of times and there's a lot of physical reasons why it's a great background movie first, because it's one of those where, where it is a little complex. So until you sort of get, get it and know what's going on, um, you know, like I said, all the things that would keep you awake, once you get over those engagement levels of Ocean's Eleven, it becomes a great background movie. But it probably won't be a great fall asleep movie at first because we're having, what are the pro background parts of it? Um, it's the same things that make it a good fall asleep movie. Uh, the things I was just talking about. It's, it's a lot like Silver Linings Playbook, except it does not have really those loud moments. It has... It has a couple, I think there's, there's like a couple flashbangs and a little tiny bit of gunfire at the end, but it's so stylistic and they, and, and it's not really like, it's not fight scenes. There's just some, some, uh, gunfire and sound effects for, for, uh, different reasons in the plot. Uh, the characters have to do it basically as a distraction, but the cadence of the dialogue and the music, it has like this cool sort of jazzy um, soundtrack going on the whole time that is so smooth. It just sort of lulls you into a sense of peace. And that's sort of the whole, whole, um, you know, it, that's what casinos are giving off. Casinos themselves are always trying to lull you into, to a level of comfort where you sort of, settle into your subconscious awareness, but you're not falling asleep completely. Now, one of the things I talked about oceans 11 is that even literally the color palette is, is makes it a good film to fall asleep to. If you guys aren't familiar with the science of, of light and light wavelengths, blue light is commonly thought of as the wavelength of the light spectrum that sort of activates parts of your brain that are predisposed to keeping you more alert and awake. That's why scientists say that you shouldn't look at computer screens, your phone, or any sources of blue light for about an hour before you were trying to fall asleep because they will sort of uh, activate the, the energy feelings. Now, the color grading for the movie Ocean's Eleven is very uh, warm. I'm not sure if I'm using these techno terminologies correctly, but there's a lot of orange light. There's a lot of red light, just that part of the spectrum, which is the ideal thing to fall asleep to. So if you literally have this on your TV, it, it will scientifically be visually soothing. And once you get over what I was talking about, about sort of the those little pitfalls that will engage you intellectually while watching it. When you get to the point where you don't have to sit and you don't care about what's going on, 
it becomes a perfect fall asleep movie. Now, Silver Linings Playbook it, uh, has some of that going on too. It has a lot more blue in the middle too. There's a lot of outdoor scenes and daylight afternoon scenes. They go, um, Pat is running outside in the afternoons. There are scenes that take place at the uh, football games that are going on in the afternoon. These are all very bright scenes and they all feature the kind of colors that might keep you more awake or something. So it, so uh, I, you know, as much as I, I wanted to make this podcast all about talking about several linings playbook and how great a movie it is for everything. It's not a perfect movie for all for fall asleep movie, but because I'm thinking about falling asleep so much, I wanted to talk about what are some of the best fall asleep movies. Now, I am not going to go over what my favorite fall asleep movies are at the moment. Uh, because I am actually sort of one surprised there's even a podcast this week. I haven't, I have not decided to give up the podcast yet, but I've been putting a lot of thought into, are we going to rebrand? Are we going to do a different kind of podcast? There's still, there's still about five topics that I really do want to get to for silver linings playbook. And partially because we've been so off track for probably the last, well, let's be honest. This is episode 27 and there's probably only about five episodes that we've done that were in the vein of what I wanted this podcast to be when I started it. And I still would love to do a podcast exactly like I intended, but um, I just really haven't had the time and the focus to do it the way I want. That being said, I am very happy with some of the episodes we've had. It's developed into sort of different things. I love talking about philosophy and other movies and TV and stuff, and even just podcasting about podcasting. And this, uh, there, I have listened to a lot of, a lot of podcasts this week. Actually, uh, Jermaine and I started listening to podcasts together, which has been a fantastic, um, sort of technology that I did not even know that we can listen to the same. I mean, we're, uh, 13 hours away on the map from each other, two time zones away. But there, um, she taught me about Spotify this week. I know what Spotify is, but I just, I signed up for an account, I think two or three days ago so that, uh, we could literally listen to, uh, she does this thing where she sends me a link and we will both listen remotely to the exact same podcast and the and she can control it. And you guys probably know that this exists already, right? I am not the quickest adopter of new technologies. It's, it's new year's Eve on the year 2020. And I've been a, Spotify member for three days. If that is not a clear indicator that I don't keep up with technology. Well, uh, and, and so the podcast we got started on this whole thing was, is called the last podcast on the left. And it is, uh, well, 
it's sort of interesting because it did not turn out to be what I thought it was when, when she first sent it to me. Uh, she, she told me she had found this podcast and we listened to the Christmas episode and if, and I was reading over the descriptions of it and I thought, I thought it was sort of like the myths and legends podcast that I listened to, um, that the, the myths and legends one is about myths and legends it's, and from the descriptions of the episodes, the last podcast on the left looks sort of like the horror version of myths and legends. And it's not, not that, but it is kind of ended up kind of being different Two, the, the myths and legends podcast sort of each, each episode is the retelling of a classic mythological story, uh, sort of like that people are, are aware of as a, as a mythology they'll do the story of Aladdin. They'll do a story of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And they might be do episodes on the different knights too and sort of do a very exhaustive and authoritative retelling of that specific story in a linear narrative. Now, the last podcast on the left does in fact cover sort of the, the, the more darker side of mythological characters as well. Um, uh, there's episode, uh, I listened to an episode, uh, today on, on witches and stuff. Uh, but it, but it also is, is largely a podcast that is about serial killers and sort of like a true crime thing. So for the last two days, we've been listening to, uh, we listened to a three part series on uh ed fish who um was i guess one of the first american serial killers or person that was sort of defined as a serial killer in america um it's it's funny because we both have really i think sort of mixed feelings about this podcast it's hit or miss i'm not sure what i'm uh I, I started off, I, we both liked the first episode uh, a lot and I liked it because it, it, it starts off half very mythology heavy about sort of the dark side of Christmas mythology from both like the, uh, sort of pagan origins, some of the international, uh, uh, different stories surrounding those those pagan beliefs and the developments of those ideas and then it gets into the Jean Benet Ramsey murder sort of like in a true crime podcast. We skipped around and we both listened to to little bits of different episodes too and some other full episodes or I mean I guess she has listened to more full episodes I uh, uh, did not so much but I've I've looked at a lot of the the titles, but overall it, I guess it skews way more heavy being sort of a true crime podcast mixed in. So tonight when we got done with the, the, uh, Ed one, um, we started looking around at different podcasts. Cause I said that I was interested in sort of short horror stories podcasts. If anybody else has any really great examples of sort of uh, a short story 
short short form uh horror podcast i'd be very interested in that i've i've listened to the lore podcast a little bit and that's that's a great podcast that's it's very popular um i think i talked about it when i was talking about some of my other favorite podcasts still not exactly what i'm looking for though uh because the lore podcast again it is it it's almost what i want it it touches on sort of like the dark mythology paranormal ghosts and vampires and cryptozoology type things but the whole lore premise is that they are investigating you have this mythology um you know like an example is there they have an episode on the uh on vampirism uh from from france but then the episode is not about that uh mythology it's sort of about oh once you debunk all of the sort of paranormal levels of these things the actual historical events are truly creepier but that's not what i want because i'm not interested i I am interested but what i'm looking for in the podcast entertainment is not the to be educated on history or the actual scientific things behind this i'm really more interested in the art of storytelling which is why for a moment this evening we were very excited to find a podcast called stab wounds horror now on paper this is exactly what i was looking for um i was super excited when as soon as we got done listening to the last podcast on the left uh there was one other one that that Jermaine found first um i'm not remembering the name of it it was it was cool i thought um it was a scripted podcast that was sort of like old radio plays and it was again short i think we listened to a couple seven five to seven minute episodes and and uh they were great because it's basically like audio sketches um self-contained stories and it was produced extremely well with with really sort of weird weird ideas but then when i described what i was really interested super interested in she sent me the stab wounds horror podcast now like i was saying on paper this is exactly what i was looking for it is a um produced three times a week and it is narrator reading 500 word or less scary stories that our user submitted the idea of that is super cool the fact that you yourself i myself can submit stories to have be read on this sounds like it is going to be great and then we listened to some episodes now i don't want to turn this into me making fun of another podcast that would not be cool considering that this is the worst podcast 
of all time, probably. I don't stay on topic. I have plenty of episodes that are literally me being so depressed saying I'm making an episode that is just me logging on to say that I'm not making an episode. <laughs> There's probably several months worth of, of those. Uh, the, the topics range so much. I mean, look at this one. Uh, I'm so far off topic from talking about Silver Linings Playbook at all that, um, you know, why even have a topic? People, people, you build up a followership for your podcast because people like the, t- the idea or the hosts and, and you get to this level where it's like, oh, I don't even care what you're talking about. It's just like, I, I know what to expect and that's something I want to hear about. None of that exists with this podcast. So I am not in a position to be making fun of anybody else's. I do want to say, though, the the narration of the Sab Wounds Horror podcast makes it not serve the purpose that I wanted it for. That's the bottom line. We won't I won't go into why exactly. Uh, if if other people are interested in the concept and don't find the same problem that that I find just uh, auditorially with the podcast, it might be perfect for someone else. I mean, it, it clearly has a uh, pretty cool followership. It's got plenty of listeners and stuff. It's it's done well too. The format and stuff, the production value. They're not bad. My problem is just largely, I'll just, I'll just say the stories aren't told in a scary way. All right. So what is the real point of listening to a scary story podcast? If uh, you're going to be told things in a way where even if the story was scary and they're not all scary, But the narration, in my opinion, does not do the content any service in helping it be what it is. Now, uh, it is very cool that the the person or people involved in it created the concept and they do what they do well, but just not, not exactly what I'm looking for at this point. Are we going to listen to more episodes of it? Uh, I hope so. In fact, one of my ideas for what this podcast could become in the future, um, perhaps I suggested that G and I should just listen to the Stab Wound Horror Podcast and we could both offer our comments on how we were feeling while, while listening to it, to other people. Not even sure if that's legal. It's probably not uh, something that can be done because I guess. Anyway, that is what's been going on with me listening to other podcasts in the last 48 hours. If anybody has any suggestions on a podcast that might fulfill what I am looking for, which is short stories that are horror stories. I'm really interested in learning about the format of short stories. That's what, so that is what I am looking for sort of half an hour or less. I like the idea of scary. 
Well, I'm I'm using the word scary. I don't have to be scared. I just horror genre is what I'm specifically interested in, sort of, or actually maybe dark fantasy would be a more accurate description. Just in terms of these short stories, because I I feel like, um, uh, for for a short story, I sort of want to get the most most bang for my buck as, as far as sort of the action. I like I like stories that sort of push limits of good taste, or or have sort of like gruesome aspects to them, just to keep you as engaged. Like the basically the audio version of pulp fiction not the film but the but novels sort of like the the writing projects that i've been trying to do so we've been listening to those let's let's get back to the concept though of fall asleep movies because i found some some interesting stuff and it's it's actually not interesting the thing that interests me the most is how uninteresting the the information that i found is and the first is a list I found uh, if you if you do a Google search for movies to fall asleep to one of the first hits you'll get is an article from Glamour magazine on the 41 best movies to fall asleep to I got several questions about this one why 41 come on I love lists right? Everybody loves lists. Why, why would anybody think that 41 is a good number for a list like that? Right. I mean, do, do a multiple of five, 10 is better. Five, maybe also you can go with six, or nine, I think. I think a lot of internet lists sort of can go with those round. If if you're under 10, if you're single digits, you can sort of go with a literal round number like six, top six, or top nine, just because that's about people's level of, of attention span for lists. The, the internet has made lists. But, but anyway... There, this list of 41 best movies to fall asleep to uh, comes from Glamour Magazine, right? So I was pretty interested to look and see what are these movies to fall asleep to. And this is a terrible list. When I, I'm, We're going to read over it. I have not seen most of them. I don't want to say it's terrible. If if you read the article, to be totally fair to the list and the author, it it doesn't claim to be a scientific list at all. It doesn't claim to be an authoritative list. It is just a list that is this author's personal favorite forty one movies to fall asleep to. We'll even read it read the article really quick because it's very short, three paragraphs. There's a certain level of tiredness. Okay, it's 41 movies to fall asleep to when your brain's completely fried. From December 9th, 2020. There's a certain level of tiredness that overcomes me in the hours between the end of the workday and going to bed, especially during the holiday season. I'm beat, sure, 
but not quite ready to pass out either. My brain is completely fried from a long day and movies to fall asleep to are the only solution. I bet you've been there too. Stuck in that zone out time when pajamas, reading dumb listicles, and watching mindless things on TV are the top priorities before going to bed. Many friends have told me they're hesitant to watch a movie during those hours because they think they don't have the mental capacity to follow along. After all, that's why things like The Bachelor work so well, and we've seen what a late night viewing of Love is Blind can do. There are actually a ton of engaging, yet easy to watch movies to fall asleep to. Think of them as visual comfort food, entertaining, familiar, and not too heavy. These 41 films, in particular order, are ideal to check out, be it for the first time or the 400th time. Behold my favorite movies to fall asleep to below. Now, that person has clearly not put any of the thought into what makes a good fall asleep movie that I discussed at the beginning of this. And actually, if we go by their criteria, Silver Linings Playbook is the perfect fall asleep movie, too. But, like I said... Also, once we go over this list, too, I thought that a woman wrote it. Now, maybe that's just really sort of stereotyping on my part. I'm sure that, that was terribly wrong. It should have been like, eh, it could have been anybody. You'll understand what I mean when I read the list. But it's actually, the author was Christopher Rosa, which I guess technically could be a woman, too. But um, I don't, okay, I just clicked on the the other articles that Christopher has written for Glamour. 17 wildly addicting TV shows to stream while you're waiting for The Bachelor premiere. What's up with these weird numbered lists? Okay, he did a 50 shows to watch on Netflix in the new year. That 50, that's fine, even though that seems like a really long number. That would have been a better 10, top 10 to watch in 2020. Eight TV shows and movies to watch during this cold week. Okay, well that's that's kind of weird. I'm now curious if that's eight TV shows and movies for a total of 16 suggestions or if it's eight things to watch that might encompass TV shows and movies too. Also, uh, I guess that was written during a week when it was very cold because it says eight TV shows and movies to watch during this cold week. And the first beginning of the article is warm up with the final chapter of chilling adventures of Sabrina, which what do you know? Started watching that a couple weeks ago. That was the first thing that uh, G tried to get me to watch remotely We were watching that at the same time for several episodes. Um, And that, so that, that's the new thing. I get, when I say new, that started at, it got really popular at the beginning of the pandemic that people were doing things like Netflix watch party and like all the streaming services have services now apps and plugins where you can watch things with people remotely. Um, but so that's, that's what we've been doing. So I have, I'll be honest. I have not of the last couple of weeks. I haven't been watching as much of the stuff or consuming as much of the content that I would watch on my own. Uh, I have been 
really collaborating in my absorption of media, which means that, uh, all right, come on, come on, you guys, you, you know how it works. I, I'm, I'm not complaining about this. I'm just saying that maybe, maybe she's chosen a little bit more than I have. It hasn't been a 50, 50 split. We're not, I don't have a problem with that though. Not at all. Uh, I actually, I like it. Um, when you, when you feel the way I do, and I'm not saying that I'm the only person that ever has this feeling in the world. In fact, it's one of the most universal and old feelings in, in all of life. But I get excited for things that she is excited in. Uh, just the fact that she likes, um, we, we do actually do legitimately like some of the same things too. Uh, uh, one of the things that I absolutely love is that I have been my whole life waiting for somebody to help me watch Twin Peaks. And then basically the most beautiful person that I've ever met in my whole life that I think is super amazing. That's like one of her favorite things ever. I'm talking like you're not the only audience member that I have. So it's just, it's, it's you, you know, I'm literally just talking to you because the chances of anybody else hearing this are right. One, uh, you're absolutely gorgeous, but, um, that is not the point of this. The fact is that you like twin peaks, like super fan. I, uh, and I think that is awesome and got so excited so that, and that's going to be one of my first memories of that was one of the first things we just watched together completely in person. Actually, that was not a thing that we stream set getting totally off track though. I also did technically fall asleep watching a lot of the episodes of Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks is not a good fall asleep TV show. It is actually everything opposite of what I was describing as a good fall asleep TV show criteria, except for the fact that David Lynch is such a fantastic, uh, just visual artist and, and the music and the whole just sort of mise-en-scene of the, the, cinematic experience of watching Twin Peaks or even any uh, Lynchian cinema sort of I think if you're I don't I don't want to say deranged enough to be okay with all the sort of darker aspects of it but if if your mind works in a way and I'm not comparing myself to Lynch in a in a like skill way but I'm just saying if you have sort of like a compatible way of viewing the world what he does I, th I think can sort of lull you into a sense of weird calm and relaxation even though technically what you're watching on the screen should be the most jarring thing in the world and the music 
has all these moments that are super jarring because like there's these blood curling screams and and sound effects and changes into and yet I fell asleep during a lot of Twin Peaks. We did rewind, and so I have seen the whole thing, but I definitely had to rewatch episodes because uh also though there may be other factors that led to me falling asleep and or being distracted while all this was going on. Anyway, uh moving on. Let's go. Let's I don't even know what I was talking about. So let's just start going down the list of top 41 movies according to Christopher Rosa uh f- best 41 movies to fall asleep to. And I have not seen most of these. All right. The number 1 on the list is A Christmas Prince. So I guess that's like one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. I think this says that it's available on Netflix. Maybe I'm not, so I'm not sure if Netflix seems to have a lot of Christmas movies on it this year. I'm not sure if they are licensing Christmas movies from other sources or if they're that they're just getting heavy into the market because it is such a huge market and they're producing a billion Christmas movies. Christmas movies are money-making movies. That's one of those genres where it's like you can't ever get enough. Uh, I think it's uh, romantic comedies, and I guess Christmas movies are largely romantic comedies, too. Um, and when I say money-making things, they, they do make money for the studios because there's demand for it. Are they blockbusters? Not always. Oftentimes, they're just trying to make a profit. They're not going to make the, the studios billions of dollars but they will make you millions back because they're also super cheap to produce and even if they're bad people will watch them i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying that's that's the true movie business side of christmas movies so a christmas prince the next movie the princess switch not what you're thinking uh, this is, it's like a freaky Friday princess movie. Another, I think it's a Netflix sort of series of movies. I could be wrong. They could come from a different source, but Netflix definitely has the availability of a lot of sort of like kid. I don't want to say kid, but like young adult, um, princessy themes sort of, sort of like young adult romantic comedies and it's sort of like a parent trap with royalty if it is anything that i can decipher from basically the picture and the paragraph synopsis that i don't feel like reading okay third on the list love actually i have seen that and i think we've even talked about on this that's probably a good fall asleep movie too no problem with that there is there is one scene that i have a little problem with uh i haven't seen this movie in a long time but i think it is where um what's the guy's name andrew lincoln the walking dead guy he goes to to kira knightley's and it's sort of sort of a famous scene they made a they make memes out of it when he's he's got his note cards and i guess eventually the whole point is something that's like you're perfect to me but one of one of the note cards is sort of like a mummy i'm just saying like if you happen to wake up at that moment i might be a little jarred and not able to go back to sleep 
but that you know it lasts for like a split second so i'm just saying the the chances of that being the moment um probably not a big problem but i think love actually can confirm pretty good fall asleep movie number four a bad mom's christmas never heard of this film either but again i think it is sort of in the same vein of christmas movies this one sounds sort of like a mockbuster knockoff of of the idea of sort of like having a raunchy adult um strong female lead slash christmas movie so it may or may not be that but it's the next one the holiday so you can see clearly either i don't know if it's because this list came out in december that it's skewing very christmas heavy or if Christopher actually feels like Christmas movies are the best thing to fall asleep to that I, I did say that I thought it wasn't a very well thought out list, but I did not bring up anything that might lead Lynn credence to the idea of holiday movies being predisposed to being better fall asleep movies than a regular movie. I'll have to think about that. So the next movie, the holiday elf, let it snow again two more uh i don't know if let it snow is a christmas movie but it is still a winter themed movie close enough i i don't think elf is a great fall asleep movie too um it does hit a a number of the criteria but will ferrell movies often involve a lot of yelling he probably does play one of his most reserved characters in there but I still think to have sort of like a, a PG family comedy is going to have a lot of loud moments. Um, right. Oh, let's do a little follow up from last week too, though. So I, like I've said, I only have one listener, regular listener. I think it, it, other people have listened to this podcast, but I think it's because I put it up different places and i'm guessing it's some people clicking on it and being like what is this oh never mind i thought this might be good and it's not i don't have regular listeners though so when i i reference the listener yes it is it is absolutely probably referencing germaine and if you are germaine then i am talking to you literally so i probably that's another thing i could do with this podcast is i could stop pretending like this is a real podcast going out and just record you an hour of talking about things we've discussed like a one-way phone call every week i'm not against that idea either right but anyway okay so we were talking about christmas movies and and i do want to say um So she did follow up with some suggestions too. I'm always asking for feedback on this podcast and, and she gave me some and she said, did I mention home alone for Christmas movies? And I, I think I forgot to. So funny. I think, I think if we're going over, if, if we were going over the top 10 Christmas movies, then that was probably sitting at 11 and I did not mention it. And then the other one 
and this is another one that sort of this isn't this should not be a controversial pick at all but it is one that i think people forget uh gremlins two i said i've never actually seen it but i i guess i'm aware that it takes place at christmas time making it a christmas movie probably not a good fall asleep movie though i don't know okay back to back to the list of 41 best fall asleep movies i think it should be called the list of 37 best christmas movies that will make you want to fall asleep and a couple other random ones but i didn't write the list okay where were we let it snow clueless that might be a decent pick i have not seen that movie in so long but i think it might actually hit the criteria that i was talking about for fall asleep movies it might actually be too good though and when i say too good i'm talking about a movie where it's like it's actually worth watching i know it's a comedy i know that it's sort of like an old and it was like a teen movie but it's not bad either the fact that that could make a list probably two decades after it came out and holds up in you know i think for what it is which is a retelling of i and i don't remember which which shakespeare's one because i haven't seen in a long time maybe taming of the shrew or or i think maybe the taming of the shrew was uh 10 things i hate about you uh clueless is the other non-violent Shakespeare is not Hamlet though. How great would clueless be if it was a modern retelling of Hamlet, that would be a movie not to fall asleep to. In fact, I don't way too such. Let's go back to the, the list. Okay. Before sunrise, the Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy film. Then, and I think this might be the actual, like, best film that we've hit on this list as far as uh, best film film on the list so far uh good fall asleep movie too actually great idea except for the fact that i think it's a really good movie so if it's the kind of movie where if if it's on and you'd be tempted to watch it and get engaged not a good movie to fall asleep to but if you can sort of get over the fact that um you need to watch it and fall asleep to for all the other criteria for fall asleep to movie, it's a great fall asleep movie. Okay, the next one, Finding Dory. I feel like that is not, I, I think that's the, the sequel to Finding Nemo. And I can't weigh in on that because I have not seen it. Based on Dory's character from Finding Nemo, the, the, the Ellen DeGeneres, I feel like it does not fit. Uh, but... Also, all the blues from being underwater. I'm just going to say, I, th- I think it's probably a bad pick, but given the, what this list is already, there's no point for me to single out this one. Next one, Ants. Ants. I think that was the that was the DreamWorks film, CGI film that came out about the same time Bugs Life, A Bugs Life came out. I didn't see Ants. The Bugs Life was fine. Those Pixar movies were all great. So, but, but I'm not sure they're fall asleep. Mm. 
I'm no, we're just going to move on from this point. But I don't think, so I don't think Pixar movies are great fall asleep movies too. I might, it's possible that I fall asleep during, during some of them, but it has nothing to do with the movies themselves. Pixar movies are fantastic. That company is batting like a thousand percent. If they want to make a good movie, they make a good movie. Okay. Last holiday. Again, another holiday movie. Can't comment on whether it's good to fall asleep to or not, but I feel like I'd be fine. Annie. They're referencing the original Annie. The one with uh, Carol Burnett. And I guess I don't know any of the other actors off the top of my head, but um, I don't think that's a good choice at all for a fall asleep movie. Comforting movie? Maybe. Um, but I don't think any musicals belong on, on a list of movies to fall asleep to. And that's mostly because I think a lot of the musical acts, depending on the different kind of music, some might be more appropriate, I think, but generally just because of how musicals like, you know, Broadway musicals and stuff are structured, there's going to be different ebbs and flows to the energy of the music too and some of them are just going to be too high high energy and the transition into the the song and dance numbers are going to be way too active to fall asleep to right so um we're gonna start burning through this list now because i did i intended to have a half an hour podcast and we were sitting at 57 minutes this always happens too this is this is why i just can't quit podcasting i want to i want to give up this podcast and stop i don't really but the fact is i kind of enjoy it because i like talking about movies and books so let's go through this list annie uh bridget jones's diary the devil wears prada the Devil Wears Prada technically is a great fall asleep to movie. It's a good background movie for me. However, I one of my personal favorites. So if it's ever on, I'm probably going to watch it till completion. E.T. Doesn't belong on this list. The Nutty Professor. Twilight. Hmm. That is a controversial pick. I, fe- I actually feel like that movie would be good at lulling you to sleep. And I'm not, I'm not talking about people that find it uninteresting, but I just, hmm, I don't know that if I felt like having a whole discussion about it, I could probably get into the, the pros and cons of that being a false sleep movie, but I sort of don't care at this point. Okay. Twilight 500 days of summer fool's gold Heather's this guy's all over the place with it, with his list Heather's sort of except for the fact that it ends with a whole bunch of explosions and stuff. It's actually, I think it's a great fall asleep movie too, up until the end. And if, if you're going to have a movie be a fall asleep movie too, and like there are parts of it that are the opposite of, of soothing and lulling you to sleep, you want those things to be at the beginning of the movie. And with Heather's, all that stuff that might wake you up is at the end. So I don't think that's great. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. What an esoteric pick there. 
not even the first one from that franchise. And what a weird thing to say, franchise. I know in 2020, I never thought I would have mentioned the Honey We Shrunk franchise or did I ever think I would refer to it as a franchise? But yeah, I guess there was like three or four of those movies. I think the only time it could have come up is if there was ever a discussion of Rick Moranis, but he is, uh, cause he's great and didn't do a lot. Of, um, but I'm not actually even sure he was in that one. I don't know. I probably didn't see that one. I saw the original one high school musical. We talked about musicals. I haven't seen that one, but it, that might be all right because I feel like the music from that would be a little more poppy than um, actual Broadway musicals. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like if, if it was more pop musical that because uh, one of the things, if there's music, if there's sort of a, a cohesive flow to all the music, if if you don't have these jarring numbers. I'm not sure if anybody's going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. But in a movie like the West side story, there's, and there's plenty of parts in West side story that could wake you up because there's some fights and sound effects and stuff, but you have musical numbers that sort of flow into each other. But then like in the middle of it, and this is, this is a controversial take for people that are theater enthusiasts, but the, uh, the America musical number right in the middle of it. I feel like musically that number does not fit with the style of the rest of the show. So I find it super jarring would not recommend it as fall asleep Two movie, but think it is an amazing move. Oh, well, but West side sort wasn't even on here. We're talking about high school musical. All right. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Sure, whatever at this point. He's just not that into you. The Lizzie McGuire movie. Magic Mike. Think like a man. Pride and Prejudice. Ooh, ooh, like the... Those period pieces. Those those work. I have fallen asleep to Downton Abbey in the past. That was It was not a long span where that was a fall asleep thing too but um it was the uh sort of like british period pieces i think actually work really well a lot of those should be on the list saying that never actually seen pride and prejudice but based on the cover and the time frame and i think it's a jane austen novel right feels like that would probably make a pretty good fall asleep movie mean girls I feel like that's too funny. I would not fall asleep to, I, I think it's a great film, but it is a good, good background movie. Moving on. Sex in the city. Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella in her shoes. Sleepless in Seattle. Safe Haven. Snow day. Dream girls. Step up to all the boys I've loved before. Almost famous. And the number, I guess we're going backwards from best to worst to 41st worst of the best movies to fall asleep to, according to this article, 
The Intern. No idea if any of those are accurate or not. So anyway, I have basically spent way too long. We're probably going to have to do another year of this podcast because I'll... I am going to now apologize to all the things I've said about the inconsistency of all the podcasts that Jay and I listened to this week because I have just demonstrated how difficult it is to podcast myself. As the 27th episode, I still don't have the format down enough and the timing enough where basically I was hoping to just knock out a list of 41 films And I spent so much time talking about the early ones that I basically just listed the second half without even have time to discuss any thoughts or reasoning behind them. And we're over the overall time that I intended to have this episode. But I'm also happy too, because that means we got one more week in the books down where we were discussing something. And hopefully it wasn't totally rambling. I do love this concept of fall asleep slash background movies and films. And it could be the topic for a future and or upcoming complete podcast episode or what this series becomes. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. Let me know what your favorite things are to fall asleep. But honestly, like I've said, you you can just text me these tomorrow or we've actually, we already talked about them today too and other things or, or I don't know, or maybe, um, maybe we could experiment and we can watch different things and fall asleep. Dude, I, you know, I fall asleep. You, I get very calm when we're on the sofa together and I fall overstepping the bounds of what I need to be talking about on this podcast. Oh, though I did have one other, one other comment that I did not respond to from last week. So I guess somebody else did listen. Sorry about that. Brian said I should totally watch trading spaces. So thank you for that, Brian. I totally will try to, one day. Thank you for giving a listen. All right. Well, let's wrap, let's wrap this week up and I will choose and do some experimenting with what is a good movie to fall asleep to because I am so tired. I'm leaning into my microphone and falling asleep right now. And I'm probably going to get up at regular time in the morning or not. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for tuning in this week. We'll see if we even exist next week. It's a week to week battle now. Um, but, uh, anyway, Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Hopefully this has been a wild year. And I'm saying that uh, probably hasn't. Calm down, everyone. Every year sucks. You have all been complaining about every year. Anybody that grew up after the, the 90s generation, Generation X, right? We're all sad. We're all depressed. We all think we haven't gotten what we, what we thought we'd deserve in life. None of us are special. All right. So this was not a year that had to be particularly worse than every other year because every year is the worst year for us. Right. Or something. 
So just don't be sad about it. I don't know. Go back to my philosophy episodes and listen to why I care about the existentialists. Listen to what Kierkegaard has to say about all that and that I so ineloquently tried to break down for everyone else. Sure, the world is mad. It's crazy. It doesn't matter. And that's what's kind of great about it. I, in the the midst of what should have been the most devastating year of my life, have actually had some really great things happen. Finger gun. So, um, yeah, I am looking forward to, to 2021. And I say that because I'm, I'm really lucky that it's happening. There's plenty of reasons why I shouldn't be here to experience it. So even if this is the worst year of my life in the same way, it was the best one too, because it existed and happened and nobody's promised anything. That's basically the message behind Silver Linings Playbook, right? That the world will break your heart seven ways to Sunday. And I don't, I don't remember the exact quote. I should learn the actual quotes from my favorite movie so that I can quote them every now and then. But, you know, it's like the, the world will break your heart a million times. But you got to just keep trying. Well, guys, we're trying. And this is the 27th attempt this year to have a podcast. So thank you for listening. Uh, let me know what you think about. I don't even remember what things I asked. So maybe don't let me know, but uh, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back next week, at least to tell you that we're not going to be back after that. And I'm not saying that I'm saying that we're going to be back to say we're not going to be back. I'm just saying that no matter what happens, you're not going to have this podcast just disappear. I will at least appear to say that we were going to wrap up the season. But I'm not necessarily counting on that either. I am just rambling. I'm so sleepy. I gotta go to sleep. So thanks for, for listening. Hope you guys have a happy nude year. That's right. With no clothes. I'm just kidding. Or, or am I? Um, but we will... Oh, that was the wrong... Leave us a minute. Uh, yeah, so we will, yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you down the road in 2021 at Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh yeah.